Welcome to the Defiant Business Podcast. A business podcast produced by Defy the Status Quo for forward-thinking businesses and savvy professionals looking to defy the status quo of mediocre customer experiences, barely surviving businesses, and haphazard business development. We'll explore best marketing and sales practices, improving business processes, attracting your ideal clients or customers, striking your perfect work-life balance, business basics, intentional inclusion in business, and so much more. Thank you for joining me today. Let's do this. Okay, welcome back to another episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. I have Stephanie Bonte LaBear with me today. Yesterday, we got to know her a bit and learn a bit about her business, The Empowered Voice, and her journey from being a classically trained singer to now coaching business owners and sales teams and salespeople on their communications. And Speaking of communications, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart, and that is authenticity in your communications. Most importantly, if authentic communication isn't about you, then who is it about? And that is the topic we're going to explore today. Stephanie, thank you so much for being here with me again. Thanks for having me, Ruthie. Okay, so... The word authentic and authenticity has been battered about around a bit. It's looking a little worse for wear in terms of marketing and sales. So I was hoping you could start us off by telling us what your definition of authentic communication is, just so we can all be on the same page. Yes. The most authentic communication you can have is when you meet the other person where they are, instead of communicating from your own position of where you are. Because authenticity is all about really being able to connect with that person deeply so that they can make their own choices about whether or not they want to buy your product or service. It's not up to you. It's up to them to make the decision for themselves. So the best authentic communication, especially in the business world, is when you can use the words and share the information that they are the most open to receiving so that they can make their own choices. And you do them the greatest service when you meet them where they are instead of assuming that what you believe are the highlights of your product or service should be what they also believe are the highlights of your product or service. For sure. Okay, and so I think this is something that I've been picking up as a business owner, but that salespeople, so in order to get to that point, I have to imagine that, you know, as a salesperson, you also have to be a really good listener. Absolutely. It's key to be able to observe, listen, and ask strategic questions of that other person. That's how you develop the connection with them and create more authenticity in the conversation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because people don't, like to be sold, but they like to buy. Yes, they do. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I think it's probably hard, right? Whether you're a salesperson or a business owner, because we're excited usually, right? And if we're selling it, it's probably because we think it's just the bee's knees. But how can we keep our focus in the right place when we're trying to communicate from that place of authenticity and genuinely connect with the person we're talking to? Yeah. So it's important that when you're connecting with someone else that you are listening more than you're talking. Mm -hmm. 
that really helps set the energy for you to be able to receive the information you need, honestly, to know where to go next and to be listening to really learn about the other person instead of listening to react or have that next thing that you want to say already lined up in your head, but really to be present with that person and really allow yourself to hear what they're sharing so that you know then where the conversation can go. I believe that true conversations, you know, that are authentic and that are the most successful are ones that are not (laughs) pre-planned, you know, where you don't have it all mapped out because the minute you do that, you stop listening. The minute you do that, you start to make assumptions about the other person and what they're going to say to you. And Mm -hmm. you don't want to ever assume that you know more about them than they do. So I think that's probably the key piece there. Oh, assumptions. You said the magic word. I had a call the other day, a few weeks ago, where I had made some assumptions. Um, not in, And now assumptions go both ways. They can be positive or negative. But the assumptions that I made were because the person I was talking to, we had a lot in common. And so when she said certain things, I did not offer as good of counsel as I could have because I was assuming and putting myself too much into that person's shoes. Yeah. So I actually felt bad about that later (laughs) because (laughs) I felt like I hadn't done my, I hadn't given my hundred percent basically, but you know, it was a lesson learned. And I'm also interested in hearing, so you're saying it's, it's more about the other person, which makes sense. So I'm interested in hearing how the communication methodology that you're certified in, how that helps you and the people that you coach communicate from this authentic place. Yeah. So we're a value-based communication method. So we, we base it on core values. So mm-hmm. core values, what's nice about core values is they don't really change from home to work you know, from place to place, your core values, like the things that really drive you are going to be pretty stable over time. It takes major life events to change your core values. So once you understand someone's core values, we've actually run studies on how people make decisions based on their core values. Like what makes them get excited about something or what turns them off? What is something you don't want to do based on core values that could turn them off? For example, The method I teach is called BANK. That's an acronym that stands for Blueprint, Action, Nurture, and Knowledge. All right. So if you look at a blueprint, someone who is a primary personality type is blueprint, they really are inside the box. They love structure and systems and planning and processes and predictability. And they are very risk adverse. So if you, for example, show up even on time to a meeting, that is late to a blueprint. Because blueprints will show up to a meeting 15 to 20 minutes ahead of the appointment so that they, you know, first of all, they know where to park their car. They can find the best place to sit in the restaurant. If you're meeting at a restaurant, you know, they, they lay out the plan ahead of time and they get there early to mitigate the risk, the risk of traffic, the risk of not knowing where they're going, you know, all of those things. And they don't want, they want to respect your time and you need to respect their time. If you're an action personality type, you're an outside the box person you're kind of a rule breaker, whereas the blueprint is the rule maker and the yeah. action type is a little bit the rule breaker. So an action type is, is known sometimes for showing up a little bit uh, late to things because they're not planning ahead. They, they don't take into account that traffic was going to be bad that day, or you know they try to book too many things in their day thinking they can get it all done and then they get a little bit behind. 
right? So it can be a dangerous situation for an action type to come in even on time or a couple minutes late to an appointment with a blueprint, you can lose the sale. And that's a value-based decision. That, that blueprint is saying, I value my time. And if you don't value my time, I don't want to do business with you. And the mm-hmm. action type is like, oh, it's just a couple minutes. It's no big deal. Why are you being so uptight? Because they value freedom and flexibility and spontaneity. So knowing that you, if, you can, if you can value the other person where they are, that can create the most authentic connection. If that action says, I'm going to put my, my blueprint hat on today, I'm going to come 15 minutes early because I know that blueprint's going to be there 15 minutes early. And then you surprise the blueprint because the blueprint's not used to people showing up early like they do. And they're like, wow, I'm so impressed you got here early. Now I'm really interested in what you have to say. You know, you, you, you've spoken my value system. Now I'm listening, right? And so that's what it's about. It's speak the value system of that other person so that they perk up and they pay attention. Because one of the biggest challenges we have in sales is that this, the person who is being sold to is, can sometimes put on this sort of shield of, yeah, prove it to me that, that your product or service is the best, or you know, you're probably just going to try to sell me something. You care about the dollar more than you care about me, right? That's a, a big no for a nurturing personality type. Or the action type is like, are you the best there is? Show me that you're the best. Who have you worked for that is, you know, a celebrity client, for example, you know, because action types love to work with the best of the best, right? So if you don't know these things about the different personality types, you're really risking stepping on their values. So we teach people what those values are, and we teach you how to approach the different personality types so that they perk up no matter what personality type they are, and you become more charismatic. And this is something that I have always taught as a singing teacher and a voice expert is how can you be more charismatic in your presentation skills? How can you be more charismatic in the use of your voice? And now how can you be more charismatic in the words that you choose to use so that there is something for every single personality type. There are the facts and the data for the knowledge type. There is the process and the system for the blueprint type. There is the heart, the authenticity, the relationship piece for the nurturing type. And then there is the, the fun and the flexibility and the rock star-esque you know, energy of the action type all rolled in you know, to, to you. You have the ability to go in whatever direction you need in the moment. Wow. Oh my goodness. Yeah. And that was a uh, crack my crack my code.com. Yeah. So okay. you can take your <laughs> own personality assessment at crackmycodeonline.com. And what you're going to see actually are these four cards, which have the 12 primary values of each personality type mm-hmm. on them. Okay. And you're going to sort them in order from the one that's most important to you to the least important to you, because you actually are all four. You have a little bit of all four of these areas in your personality. The question is, what order do they come in? So if you think of it like your pin code for your ATM card, if you put your ATM card in and you put your pin in backwards, no money comes out. Right. So this is my pin. I'm an action first. I'm a rule breaker. I'm a mover shaker, millionaire maker. I'm a nurture second. So I'm all about authenticity, relationships, really getting to know people. Then I'm a knowledge third, Uh which means I don't need the details right away. I need you to connect with me in my action nurture first, because the last two are my tripwires to a no if you lead with them too early. So if you start sending me charts and graphs and stats, I'm like, (laughs) I'm not interested in that. 
to begin with. I might get there eventually, but don't yeah. lead, lead with that for me. And then last for me is blueprint, which is all the rules and the structure and the systems and the planning. I, I appreciate these to help me make money in business. But if you're trying to sell me something and you are too strict with me and you've got too many rules on how I need to behave in order to you know be a part of your organization or whatever it is, I'm going to, I don't want to go anywhere near it. Okay. So this, these are my triggers to a yes. And these are my tripwires to a no, this is my pin or my bank code, as we say. Oh my goodness. That's so clever. Yeah. Once you know someone's bank code, you have actually a 75% increased chance of getting a yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're all going to go take that test. And because like you said, you know yourself, then you can know other people. That's fantastic. So, all right. So that, that link again will be in the show notes for sure. And you want to go ahead and take that quiz and learn a bit about you so you can learn more about the people that you're trying to talk to. So that's it for today's episode, but we're going to continue talking about how all of this stuff, you know, ties in and relates to sales. And that's kind of your hint for tomorrow. Tomorrow's topic will touch a bit heavier on sales. So thank you so much for joining us today and tune in tomorrow. Thanks again, Stephanie. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining me for this week's episode of the Defiant Business Podcast. Please make sure that you've subscribed and do be sure to leave us a review if you found this episode at all helpful. And if you think it would be a great resource for someone else, be sure to share it with them. See you next time.